Welcome to Edge Your Match. Thank you so much for joining us. So we have a special episode going on right now with none other than the Brent Coley. So Brent, welcome to Edge Your Match. Thank you, Sarah. Totally stoked to be here. Thank you. Yeah, same here. Glad to have you on. So we just saw you like last hour. You were moderating a great conversation on um, the power of storytelling. So that was that was really fun. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, thank you for your awesome book, Stories of Edu Influence. So that is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know Brent, let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, he began his career in education in 96, teaching grades four and five for 15 years before he transitioned into administration. And he's currently the proud principal of Alta Murrieta Elementary School in Murrieta, California. Um, Brent is passionate about ed tech and always looking for new ways that, uh, that tech can engage students and families while increasing student achievements. So uh, he has a great classroom website, uh, mrcoley.com, which promoted 24-7 learning with math review videos and iPod flashcards, and his students shared their learning with the world through their daily blog and classroom podcast. So in his leadership role, Brent strives to support teachers as they pursue excellence by integrating technology and taking risks in their classrooms. Yes. So a firm believer in the power of collaboration, Brent shares what he learns through Twitter at his website, brentcoley.com, and also at EdTech Conferences. He's a creator of Teaching Tales, which is a podcast that gives educators a platform to share their stories and experiences. Brent also loves to spend time with his wife and his two teenage children. Uh, he loves to read and he loves to play golf. So that is awesome, Brent. So uh, again, we are super excited to have you here. So if you could tell us a little bit about your background and who or what inspired you to go into education. Yeah, well, well, again, Sarah, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm totally excited to chat. And uh, so, I, I, my background in terms of education is not what you hear from a lot of folks. Where a lot of folks will say, "Oh, I, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher," or "I grew up playing teacher where I set my <laughs> action figures up or my dolls or whatever." That wasn't me. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to be a computer programmer growing up. And I had my dad worked for a computer distributor. So, and this is back in like the late 70s, early 80s. So I had a computer in the home and was learning to program in the basic language when I was in fourth grade. So I, I always wanted to be a computer programmer. Teaching was one of those like second, like that would be fun, but I never really considered it because I was going to be a computer programmer. And when people say, why did you become a teacher? The short answer is, because I couldn't do calculus. That I I had to take four semesters of calculus at the junior college before transferring to the, the four-year university. And I got a D the first semester, not good. I took it over and got a B, well, that's okay. Went to the second semester, took it, took that class and got a D again and realized I don't have time to take everything twice. So um, at that point, I remember sitting down with my family and and just made the that life decision to, you know what, teaching's always been something that I thought would be great, be fun. It's time to seriously entertain this. Uh, and I did switch my major and one of the best decisions uh, I've ever made. 
That is super cool. Sometimes the world will just like, you know, show us the path where we're supposed to go. So I totally hear you on that. That is, uh, we are so glad to have you in the field. So um, you just released an amazing book, Stories of Edu Influence. So could you please tell us about that? I would be, I would be happy to. So yeah, <clears throat> basically everybody, everybody loves stories. Like, I, I don't know about you. I've never met someone who doesn't like a good story. Everybody likes stories. And for me, the only thing better than a good story is a story with a message. And that's what I try to do with, with the book stories of edu influence. Edu influence is the term that I, that I came up with to describe that life-changing impact that educators have, regardless of our role, whether we're a classroom teacher, a playground supervisor, a librarian, a cafeteria worker, a site administrator, we have the ability, we have life-changing powers. And in the book, what I do is I share stories. The whole book is stories from my experience, 23 plus years in the field. People say, oh, you should write a book someday. Well, I did. <laughs> I took those stories, but what I do is I illustrate those life-changing powers through some of my experiences. So every diff every chapter is a different power. So for example, there's the power of a name, the power of relationships, the power of belief, the power of the little things, the power of fun, the power of apology. And I use stories from my experiences, both as a classroom teacher and a uh, elementary school uh, principal, a middle school assistant principal to illustrate those powers because pretty much we've all wondered if we if you've been in education for more than two weeks you've probably had that am i making a difference type question you've asked yourself i wrote this book to to remind people and to hopefully encourage and inspire educators you do make a difference even more than you realize so that's the book in a nutshell that is powerful. That is super powerful. And I remember the first time we had you on um, as a special guest, like maybe about a year ago, and you were saying, you know, I have I have an idea for this book and I have a couple of chapters written and now you've done it and it's out there. And that is just, that is just so awesome to see that come like full circle. So awesome, awesome, awesomeness. So what was your motivation? I know you touched on it a little bit, but um, but what, did you have any um, any other kind of motivation for writing the book as well? Yeah, the the idea was hatched probably about, oh gosh, maybe five, six, seven years ago. I was actually at the Q conference talking with my friend Dennis Grice. Uh, I, I still remember that where we were and, and just kind of had the idea. It, it started really as an idea, more of a, a session to present at a conference to kind of, because again, if you're like me, anytime you're 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 in a session, or if I'm in church or anything like that, and this speaker starts a story, it engages us. And I remember thinking, gosh, we all have stories. I have a ton of stories. Why not tell those stories and and include with those stories the lessons that I've learned from those experiences? And again, the book is it's full of its successes, like from humble successes to some epic failures <laughs> like one of my biggest regrets is in chapter six it's like it, the thing like oh my gosh if i could take that back 
I would. Um, so I remember thinking, kind of developing the idea as a session. And then over the last well, year and a half, I remember thinking, well, I had the opportunity to, to speak at a couple conferences to give a, a keynote address. And this is, I talked about edu influence and I shared the stories. And I remember after uh, giving those talks thinking, I want to get this message out to more people. That, that was the, the motivating factor. Why did I write this? I want to reach more people. And I thought, gosh, with, with a book, I mean, there's a couple hundred people at this, at this conference right now, which is great. I'm able to reach, hopefully, those people. But a book, you, you just have the ability to put it in more people's hands. And I just want to, I know I've said this to you before, but again, I am so appreciative of you uh, and EduMatch Publishing for giving for making this dream come true and giving me the opportunity and the platform to get this message out to hopefully people so that if they're feeling discouraged or uninspired or uh, doubting that they're making a difference, hopefully this can be that little uh, boost to let them know, hey, hang in there. You are making a difference. You've got more power than you realize. Absolutely. And I have to say thank you because, oh my goodness, just uh, just it's it's been an honor being part of this journey. Um, I feel like your book is so powerful. And like you said, that that helps people to to realize the impact that we have. So our edu influence, if you will. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So speaking of impact, what impact do you uh, do you hope that this has on the reader? I, I, I just want them. Number one, I hope that they would be entertained. <laughs> is in that that's that's the stories I, I I've written that some of the stories will make make you smile some of them will make you laugh and some of them may make you cry and I, I want the reader to kind of be entertained one but it's not just an entertain the purpose is not to entertain the purpose is to encourage and inspire because again uh, as I write in the like the closing chapter of the book we preach often what we need to hear. And uh, I had an experience just this last week where I remember talking with with um, a couple friends I, and I said like, I need to go read chapter 11 of my book because I need to read what I wrote because that chapter talks about going the extra mile and how it's worth it. And I was having a I won't get into what what exactly it was, but I was I was frustrated with something, and it's like, wait a second, I've written about that. I need to go read what I wrote, and hopefully, I can encourage myself and remind myself that I'm making a difference, even though it doesn't feel like it right now. I hear you on that, and I love like when we when we do things like that, when we write, when we when we blog, when we podcast, whatever. Um, then that shows us where we've been, and a lot of times you know, predicts the future for us yeah. as well. Like we need, we can still draw on that and it, and it can re reinvigorate us as well as others. Yeah. Amen. You are listening to EduMatch. Hey everyone, Brent Coley here and I am so excited to tell you about my book, Stories of Edu Influence. I love stories. I'll bet you do too, and in fact, I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't love a good story. And in my opinion, the only thing better than a good story is a story with a message. 
That's what I've tried to do with my book, Stories of Edging Influence. Whether you're a classroom teacher, a site administrator, a librarian, a campus supervisor, regardless of your role in education, you possess life-changing powers. Powers that make up what I call edu-influence. Powers to positively impact those you serve. In each chapter of the book, I take stories from my experience as a classroom teacher and a site administrator. Stories to illustrate the individual facets or powers of edu-influence. For example, the power of belief, the power of relationships, the power of the little things, the power of fun, the power of apology, and many more. If you have ever asked yourself the question, am I making a difference? This book is for you. If you are in need of some encouragement and inspiration conveyed through stories that'll make you smile, laugh, and maybe even cry, this book is for you because you do make a difference every single day, even when you don't realize it. The book is available now on Amazon, or you can get there directly by going to bit.ly slash eduinfluence. I hope you pick up a copy, and more importantly, I hope you are encouraged and reminded that you do make a difference. And if you pick up a copy, I encourage you to share your thoughts and your own stories using the hashtag eduinfluence. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for learning and growing with EduMatch. Totally, totally. So we were talking offline. We are going to meet face-to-face -face for the first time this week. Um, <laughs> and it, it feels like we've known each other forever, but we've never met face-to-face. -face. So that's going to be at Q19. So what do you have planned for Q19? I know it's going to be jam-packed for you. So tell us a little bit about uh, what, what you have planned. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I just tweeted out a few minutes ago. I'm so excited for it's my favorite con conference of the year because uh, it's such a great opportunity to number one meet new people because I think there's there's gonna be five or six thousand people at the conference, but also just to meet uh, members of the of my PLN uh, face to face either again or like with you, I'm gonna get to meet you face to face for for the very first time. Um, I'm, I'm super excited that on, uh, Friday morning, the 15th, March 15th, I'm going to be at the meet the authors, uh, event with you. Uh, we'll have stories of edu influence for, for sale there. And, and I can sign that if anyone wants me to sign a copy of the book. Well, that's at, um, let's see, seven 30 in the morning, seven 30 to eight 15. And then right after that, I'm. I'm super honored uh, for the opportunity to to participate in the Q Booms. Uh, Q Boom is something that they started. Ann Cosma, the one and the only Ann Cosma, uh, came up with the idea of of Q Boom. Was so basically, there's going to be nine or ten uh, people on stage, and each of us gets three minutes. We have three minutes and nine slides each to basically talk about something that we are passionate about um, in three minutes. So it's kind of, it's like a Red Bull energy drink to get the conference started on the right track. 
I am passionate about sharing. One of the reasons I wrote the book too is I, I love to share. I want to pay that forward. So I'm essentially going to be talking about chapter four in the book, which is the power of sharing. I'm going to try to take chapter four in three minutes, which <laughs> so it's the total cliff note version. But uh, and actually, I will be sharing because I believe in the power of storytelling, a story that's not in the book, uh, something that happened just a couple of months ago. That is a oh my goodness example of uh, the power of sharing. So I'm super excited about that. I'm going to be hanging out with you in the Edumatch booth in the uh, convention hall. The what do they call that? Look at yeah. The expo the, yeah, the exhibitor exhibit hall. There yeah, yeah. In the exhibit hall, I'll be hanging out with you um, on. I can't remember the time. I just tweeted out the what I'll be hanging out with hour on on uh, Friday, and then another hour again on uh, Saturday. So, and I think you'll have my book, but also other Edumatch books available available for purchase there. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm. As I said off the air, I, this is like my geek, my geek fest. I, I I so love Q. Again, I wanted to be a computer programmer growing up. Educational technology was something that enabled me to combine my two my two great passions, teaching and technology. So Q is like oh, 48 hours, two and a half days of just sheer awesomeness. So I'm so excited. Oh yeah, I'm excited as well. That is awesome, and we we actually share that like uh, the the career, like the different trajectory, you know, and then ending up being able to merge those interests yeah. of of education and tech. Same here. So I, I totally feel you on that. So that is awesome. Cannot wait to see you. So speaking of stories and sharing stories, so if other educators were compelled to tell a story, what advice would you give them? Uh, the, the advice that I would give to, to any educator, number one is tell your story do because everybody has a story. Um, everybody has multiple stories. So I would, I would number one, say, don't be afraid to tell your story because somebody will benefit from them, not could benefit. Somebody will benefit from, from it. And the second piece of advice I would give is. Uh, your story doesn't have to just be those successes. As I kind of uh, said before, when I think oftentimes we learn from our, when we stumble. So I think sometimes for me, sharing those stories of times when, oh man, I, I blew it in this case, or I should have done this, but I learned from it. When we can share those with other people, number one, it will encourage that person. Oh, I'm not the only one. Who doesn't get it right the first time so um, yeah tell, just tell your story don't get it out there because um, <clears throat> kind of like so, somebody needs to hear it just straight up somebody needs to hear your story yeah totally and there's there's a quote from you that I'm probably going to bungle uh, but I'll <laughs> paraphrase it you were saying that um, I believe that somebody is googling exactly what you have to share right now or something to that effect. Right, yeah, you could probably say right, it better than and me. And that'll be in the cube boom as well. But yeah, right now, someone is looking for what you have. If you just stop and let that sink in, anyone listening, right now, someone's at their computer, tablet, smartphone, searching for what you have. And maybe it's a story. 
So again, going if, if it's a story, somebody needs to hear what you're what you have to say or write or blog about or somebody needs how how you get it out there is not as important as making the decision to get it out there. Yeah, that is so powerful and so true. Just how much we can learn from one another. Stay tuned. Edumatch will be right back. Edumatch is proud to present our first feature-length documentary. Over time, what I just really had to do was I had to educate myself on education, educate myself on business, and then try to figure out how to make the two come together. In a film by Dr. Will. I want to make it look like I don't feel like I'm working a day in my life. Like when I'm working side by side with a district, I want to be having fun. I want to want to be there. You know, if I wasn't having to take vacation days or be away from my wife and kids, you know, be away from my family, I'd almost want to go do it. If I could do it for free, I'd want to go do it for free. Education is a service industry and we are not used to talking about money, making additional money. For me, finding that balance of what I'm offering that's free versus what I'm offering that's paid for. You know, on my blog, I don't do any advertising and that's very intentional. Like I have the books that I've written on the side and that's enough self-advertising. Eight entrepreneurs share. Look to the left and look to the right. One of those people are gonna make a mistake. Try not to duplicate that. So people don't see that. They see your hour on the stage. They don't see the risk you've taken to get that. They don't see all of the challenge and the change. They don't see the pain that is the root of passion. They don't see the suffering. Their successes, challenges, and lessons. When I am home, I am present. I am making sure that I am on a flight. If I'm away all week, I'm home for, I get home Friday night and I'm here the weekend and I'm doing everything I can to be a good husband, a good father, a good friend. So that work-life balance is knowing when to shut down. I don't want to be known as a fad. Like, oh, every future I came through with this thing and now it's no longer relevant. So I, I just, I said, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to keep it real. Um, I'm just going to share actual experiences. I know what teachers are looking for when they come to a session, what they're looking to leave with. That's what I'm going to give them every time. The Edupreneur, making the impact and the income. Coming March 15th, pre-order your copy at videos.edumatch.org forward slash The Edupreneur. Now back to more learning on The Edumatch Podcast. So I want to switch gears for a quick second. Um, so I first met you through your podcast. You had me on as a guest um, on the Teaching Tales podcast. So could you tell us a little bit about that? One of my one of my favorite podcasts, by the uh, way. Thank you. And uh, I've got a couple episodes that I'm on. It's been a it's been a few weeks since I've put an episode out. But yeah, Teaching Tales, this was it kind of uh, kind of around the same time, a little bit before I decided to to write the book was it's an it's a podcast where every episode I have a different guest on. You were one of the guests I've had. Uh, well, I think we've had 56, 56 or fifty seven episodes. Different guest comes on each time, and each episode kind of has a theme. Um, I think you. I think we talked about 
connecting in terms of the ability of technology, like you were just saying, to connect people like you and I who've never met in real life, but how we can learn from each other. And the whole purpose of the podcast is to give people a voice to share their stories. So um, again, we had Brian Kulak on, uh, another edumatch author, Level Up Leadership. And in that episode, we talked about uh, funny story, just shared funny stories of uh, times when students made us laugh um, that were just, uh, and we've had, I mean, we've had John Carippo on, we've had Bill Selleck, we've had Ann Cosma, um, we've had some, some amazing, uh, amazing you, <laughs> we've had some amazing, some amazing guests on there, and I'm, I'm excited to line up uh, a few other, um, a few other guests. Chuck Pool is, is one that we've, we've been kind of playing ca calendar tag to try to, to, but I'm, I've got one set up with, with Chuck and, John Martinez from Between the Johns. We're looking to set one up with him. So, um, yeah, if, if you like stories, Teaching Tales is stories. It's just two of us. There's no script. There's no questions. It's just we just kind of go back and forth and share stories and and the lessons that we've learned from those experiences. That is super cool. Super cool. So always love hearing new episodes and uh, people's stories that we might not always hear. So, you know, definitely love, love, love that you do that. So how can people get in touch with you online, Brent? Oh, right. <clears throat> so uh, online, uh, I'm on Twitter. Twitter is one of my, <laughs> I love Twitter. Uh, at Brent Coley, B-R-E-N-T-C-O-L-E-Y, all one word. Um, I, I, I tweet and I'm there a lot. My website is brentcoley.com. On the website, uh, I've got the podcast, Teaching Tales podcast. I have a blog on there. I don't blog uh, consistently, but I do have uh, a lot of posts on there. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, you can look me up there. But uh, the big thing, I would say Twitter Twitter, and uh, my website, brentcoley.com or at Brent Coley. Um, that's how I love to, to share and connect with uh, other, other educators. So, Well, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to chat with us today. And uh, everybody, check out Stories of Edu Influence. It's a great read, so you can find it. Books.edumatch.org forward slash eduinfluence. Definitely check that out. Check out Brent's website, brentcoley.com. Check him out on Twitter at Brent Coley. He's also on Instagram. So yes. All right. So super excited. So next week we are going to be off of a live panel. We're not doing a live panel. However, still tune in at the same bad time, same bad channel, because we will be doing an edumatch. That's supposed to be like a record spinning backwards. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing an edumatch rewind um, from June 7th, 2015. And the topic is how has being connected changed you personally, so not just professionally, but personally. So diving into that personal learning network side of the PLN or PLF. So awesomeness. So everybody have a great week. Can't wait to see you all um, and see you all at Q19 for those who will be there. Yep, Brent yes. and I will see you there. <laughs> all right. Stop by booth 635. You're at